Welcome to What's Wrong with Wolfie. dedicated to the pop culture of the 80s, 90s and zeros. My name is Jason. And I'm Rich. I'm Chris. And I'm Steve. This being our first episode of October of 2023, we thought it would be fun to start the month with a little bit of horror. Whether it's good horror or bad is another question. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Cole Urban, Rosamund Pike and Dexter Fletcher star in the 2005 film adaption of the video game Doom. At a distant research facility, the final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! <laughs> what is that? We gotta go now. Oh! Evacuate! Evacuate! Sir, are you okay? I guess it's quite a hard trailer to um, bring out into yeah, an audio visual. platform. Very visual, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite visual. <laughs> it's aggressively 2005, this trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. As, as, yeah. As is the film, is the most 2005 <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But um, the video version, obviously, you get to see the trailer, and uh, obviously, that's that's much better. You get, you get a much better idea. But let me just say that, you know, there, there's lots of, you know, killings and screaming as you heard and other such nonsense that we saw throughout the film and it and doom is a film that i've never seen personally and uh we're quite interested to get into this one but the the plot kind of diverts from the game as well in some in some ways the synopsis of the film is that in the not too distant future humans have successfully colonized the planet mars here scientists are experimenting on naturally occurring substances and using the colonizing humans as guinea pigs the experiments went horribly wrong, and now a group of Marines and, sci- and, and a scientist, Samantha Grimm, are going to find out what actually happened. They teleport to Mars via a system known as the Ark, and what they find when they get there are gruesome monsters hell-bent on death and destruction. Will anyone come out alive, or are they all doomed? Ah, uh, see what we did there. Mm, eponymous. Good, one, really yeah. good Diatana yeah. reference that was. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, and as I, and as I say, like I think that they diverted from the game plot a little bit, you know, because in the game of Doom, it's it's uh, monsters and all that coming from hell itself, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Through through a portal, I can't remember exactly how. It's, and uh, within this film, it's it's all a bit Resident Evilly. Is that fair? It, yeah, I mean, what three years removed from that particular film, it feels very much like a redo of Resident Evil. <laughs> 
you know, you're like clad in black response team. Then it obviously does kind of riff on stuff. Like it's got that kind of uh, aliens vibe with a bit of predator as well. Like even just the guys' names, they're like cool names. It's all very kind of macho eighties cinema, but yeah, it's very, very resident evil. I must say. I was, I was, you know, I'll get into some of the stuff I was a little bit disappointed with it more in the episode, I guess. But I mean, like, we we didn't see a lot of the iconic monsters, I guess, that we'd seen in the game and probably would have hoped to have seen uh, throughout the film because it is more, I don't know, just like, you know, grotesque, humanoid monster forms just chasing and trying to kill and eat people and trying to turn them into the same creatures and multiply and all that kind of stuff. But um, I'm, I'm quite interested before we do get into the film properly, like if we've seen this film before and like for me personally, I haven't never saw it. Uh, I remember it coming out and I don't think I remember hearing that many good th- much about it. It kind of put no, me off. It was panned. <laughs> yeah. Critically panned when it came out. Um, which made me think I'm not really going to waste my time uh, watching this. I'll just go and do obviously something else. Uh, yeah. That, I'm just interested if any of you guys have seen it before, if this is a fresh watch for you all. I saw it opening day at the cinema. Yes. <laughs> of course you I, did. I, I know you did. <laughs> Ashford Cineworld. <laughs> Night of release. <laughs> yeah, I was there with bells on. I couldn't wait. I was excited. I'd just recently been playing Doom 3 on my Xbox, my OG Xbox, and I was, yeah, I was hyped for this, I must say. And how did you feel when you came out of the cinema? Can you remember? Mm. I don't think I hated it at the time. And I probably liked it more now watching it again than I did then. But yeah, I, I even then I was a bit like, this doesn't really feel like Doom. I mean, one thing I will say about it is I think what did it favours was the fact that Doom 3 was already a thing at that point because it did feel very similar to that. Mm-hmm. You can say it was far removed from Doom and Doom 2 and Final Doom, you know, classic Doom. But in terms of the actual environment, the pace of it, it felt very much like a, a movie adaptation of Doom 3 in particular. I wasn't really like disappointed by it in the sense of how faithful it was. I felt like it kind of fit with where Doom was at at that point. And I was peak wrestling fan at that time so i was very much mm-hmm. like you know wanting to see what the latest film was the rock was doing so yeah i mean i think i had a good time yeah i, I can't say i was passionate either way i wasn't like oh christ that was an abomination neither was i like me at the time oh it was the best thing ever it was so sick you know yeah so cool <laughs> i was very kind of middling reaction uh, I, I didn't see it on release, but I saw it not too long after that. I don't know exactly how long after, maybe, maybe a year or so. But I remember liking it more than I thought I would. And that's the only other time I've seen this film. I've seen it again today. Um, and that's the first time since. But I always had the opinion of that film's better than it de- than it deserved. Um, and I always sort of, my opinion was always, that film's good. Shut up. <laughs> Watching it again today, though. I liked it less than I than I thought I would, but like Rich says, it's a good time, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> I think I think I think I was sort of impressed with it at the time as a video game film, but obviously standards have changed since then, and now we have video game films that are not as trashy as this is. Um, I've never watched all the way through. Some of it seemed familiar when I was watching it the other night. Again, to quote us on many of our recordings, it's just. Dumb as fuck fun. <laughs> it, it, um, 
it's not going to win any awards. Unfortunately, even for I think Stan Winston, I think did the creatures, didn't he? Did he? I don't know. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he was having an off day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did all the creatures and stuff, and yeah, I knew of it in 2005. I was at college at that point, so all of my spare time was probably in the pub or at my girlfriend's flat at the time, you know. So it kind of dropped off my radar completely, and um, I think I must have caught some of it whenever it's on a movie channel. The other night was the first and only time I sat through the two-hour film, and it's stupid, it's dumb as fuck, (laughs) but I had fun taking it for what it was worth, you know? It just... (laughs) It, just to switch off for two hours and just watch this, you know, waiting for that four-minute first-person shooter scene, <laughs> and, mm. <laughs> which is jarringly jammed right in the middle of the film <laughs> for no apparent reason. But Admittedly, speaking of that, I think this was probably the first time I watched the extended version of that, because I think that's what this was. I think they yes. did have another cut yeah. of it. And I remember seeing that version on the DVD that I did buy when it came out. So yeah, this was pretty cool actually watching the longer version of that yeah, particular scene. I got the unrated version from other means. Yes, um, and it was fun. It was great. It was stupid. It was like we said, the most two thousand and five schlock I've ever seen. It was alright. It was just a bit awful at the same time. <laughs> what I liked about it, in some ways, is that it it, it didn't really. What ten minutes, and we're on Mars, ready to you know get going and find out, find these missing scientists and everything. And it didn't really hold back, did it? Not hold back, but it didn't mm. didn't stretch it out. You know, it didn't. It doesn't waste time, no. No, mm. and uh, I appreciated that because um, you know you, you watch some films, they like to stretch it out and stretch it out, and you know, just oh, for God's sake, just get on with it. You know? Even but, that opening, like. I mean, it was more abrupt than other particular film, but even that opening was very much like the Paul Anderson Resident Evil film with mm. the employees in the umbrella yes. building and they're just going about their business and then boom, it's all hell breaks loose and then boom, response team. And it's just like, yeah, this is so Resident Evil. Yeah, that, that that's what jumped out to me mostly and uh, and kind of like Aliens or, you know, that, that kind of Marine Squad kind of film trying to find a, a creature and kill it kind of thing, you know. Mm. In some places watching Doom, it did kind of remind me of Aliens in some way as well. Definitely yeah. inspired by Aliens, for sure, in the dark hallways where you can't see anything, that various members of this team just potter around for most of the film. Yeah, that that's like, I remember playing Doom on, I think my uncle had it, and my uncle was a computer programmer, so he had all like these games. I don't, know, I don't want to know where he got them from. Copied off of some server somewhere. And I remember playing the game as a kid. And when I watched this film the other night, I was shocked at how little it resembles the game mm-hmm. visually. And <laughs> when you're adapting a property like this, the last thing you want to do is completely disjoint it from its source material to a point where you could call this anything yeah i like the spin on it um, we'll probably talk about the plot later but was it archaeological excavations because i think 2005 mm-hmm. was at the time when 
these kind of crackpot people were coming on saying there's advanced civilizations living on Mars. There's, there's trees and cities and there are people and vehicles there. And it kind of did that kind of spin that in the real world and they were doing excavations and we were related to Martians. And it was kind of interesting to grab the audience, but yeah, you kind of want a faithful kind of looking, I mean, it looked like it was filmed on a set of Red Dwarf. <laughs> it, it, very much so. It, right? Do you know what? I, I had a hard time That's exactly putting my <laughs> finger on what it was. A thermos, yeah, but... yeah, and Chris, you just nailed it. It looks like an episode of Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah you go, you go. <laughs> it's like the polymorph episode all over again. Oh shit, man! Fucking hell. Tell That's me, it's Dwayne Dibley. Dwayne Dibley. But yeah, you go from that lovely like arc arc room set, and it's all like futuristic and sci-fi and all these labs and medical bays to then some industrial warehouse or shutdown power station and I was yeah. just it was completely like oh okay so we're doing this okay <laughs> yeah it, you know it feels the whole film feels claustrophobic but not in a not in a horror way it feels claustrophobic in a budgetary way yeah <laughs> yeah it's got it's got a claustrophobic budget yeah. And it's like you've got the UAC facility on Mars where families live, apparently. You see families and stuff, but they get rid of all that as fast as they can. And it very quickly becomes a film where the same five people wander <laughs> about dark hallways. Yeah. Two hours. So disappointing. I will, I will say, though, like going back to how, how faithful it is in the material, I do think it does do a good job of actually replicating some of the stuff that you see in Doom 3. Like even like the. The signage above, like doors, the UAC yeah. monitors, like the displays, mm-hmm. straight out of Doom Three. Like, yeah, someone clearly, on the production knew what they were doing. Yeah, they clearly pulled from that. So, as far as it is removed from the classic Doom, yeah, yeah. it's very much it is very yeah. much Doom Three. The movie, there's definitely elements there. I think when I say I don't like it, I think I it's more that I'm disappointed because it almost meets its own potential. Like there's mm-hmm. def- definitely you're, you're right, Rich, a lot, a lot of it really feels like doom three, but it never goes quite far enough. And it feels mm-hmm. like it leaves a lot on the table and there's a lot of potential, but it just doesn't get there. Yeah. And agreed. Agreed. Disappointing. Yeah. And again, like you've got adaptations, like when silly, silly things like the sound, the guns make, Hmm. The sound that the doors make and the keypads make are lifted almost directly from the game. They put that much detail in behind the scenes, but the people doing the script and somewhat the acting and editing are just like completely disjointed from it. It's not even hell. It's not even hell. No, that's a bummer. Yeah. And, and, and and they know what it should have been because Carl Urban's got a line in there when he says, this place is hell. It always has been. And it's like, well, why don't you just make it hell? Yeah. If I remember rightly as well, I don't think it was even meant to originally been on Mars. I f- if I remember rightly, during production, it was meant to be like Earth. And I really? think they did do some tweaks sort of early in the oh, post-production okay. because there was a bit of moaning online because they just pivoted away from yeah. that setting. Uh, so I don't know if they did some like color correction or something, some of the external oh, shots. Or... So, yeah. but... I, the, the external shots look too well done to just be recolored i think like you rich said perfectly then it was an editing choice yeah. so i reckon the the test screeners were like this shouldn't take place on earth the fuck is it doing on earth yeah like take place somewhere disjoint it from our reality a little bit to make it more like the the game that we all played is in the 80s and not in the 90s sorry it may as well not be on mars because you get <laughs> yeah. a, like a couple of external shots and then and that's, that's it. it yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Carl Urban yeah. looking out a window. Like, oh, that's Mars. It's nice. Yeah. But you got <laughs> that really cool universal graphic at the start as well when they did Mars. I yeah. liked that a yeah. lot. I was like, ooh, that was really good. cool. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. So, yeah, kudos to that. But, you know, talking about the plot itself, and I felt like this film was kind of like two films in, in one kind of thing. We had the kind of like Resident Evil alien section for one half, and then I felt like. Well, maybe the last third of the film, I guess, you know, when when Carl Urban gets injected with the serum and he turns into Doom Guy, and then it all goes like video game mode, I think. And I kind of enjoyed that last section the most out of the film itself. But I guess when they when you sit down and say like we're making a, a film of Doom, do you think that they kind of did well enough to adapt this game to a film? Do you think they, you know, well, <laughs> it's not hell. It's not hell. Just, no. yeah. I, and I think the reason it's not hell is because they were cowards and people right. wouldn't go watch the film because it's America yeah. and Americans are slightly weirder about that stuff than we are. Reach to the to common denominator and just exactly that. I remember, I mean, I remember in the cinema like 19 years ago, I think, oh, I'm watching the Doom movie and like the finale, the grand finale, the showdown is Carl Urban and The Rock having like a punch in the yeah, pop car yeah. park. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Where's the guns? Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking cares when those two are fighting. Yeah. It's like, who fucking cares? The yeah. two kicks. It's, like, it's not Doom. Yeah. Like, I, I, I could have watched <laughs> two hours of that hardcore Henry esque first person shooter. Because the whole point of the game is you, again, like a very early adopter in games is you've got limited ammunition and guns until you run around the environments to pick them up. You had what a four minute supercut of using chainsaws and projectile guns, but where are all the other guns? Mm-hmm. Right? You go to watch a Doom movie, you see the BFG for what one, three scenes maybe? Mm hmm. And even in the key character, doesn't even pick it up and blast these things away with it. It's like there's just something just drastically wrong behind the scenes. But that's a super shotgun, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, it doesn't even necessarily had to be placed in hell, did it? Because it could have just a portal going portal from hell for all yeah. the creatures to come through. That's mm. what I mean. Yeah, it should be hell yeah. that's invading, not some stupid bioengineering chromosome non- non- nonsense it should be it's like in the game the zombies are all evil and stuff because hell has infected them that's yeah. kind of the whole point and it sort of doesn't make a lot they kind of explain it in this film as being oh it's the 10 percent of the genome that we haven't mapped and it's the soul and it's evil and it's just really flimsy and really mm. bad yeah one minute they're talking about it's the it's the um was it redundant dna or g or genes that we have and then the next minute it's like oh this happened because we we crossbred or cross whatever human DNA with Martian DNA, and it causes it's like, well, what actually caused it? Like like you said, Steve, it had echoes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Had the Hellmouth open up on wherever they fucking are, mm-hmm. and then yeah. deal with these invincible spawn of hell creatures, and oh, so. And that's the least of this movie's problems. Yeah, well, it, like the <laughs> fact that it says it in the trailer, ten percent, the last ten percent <laughs> yeah. of the human yeah. genome has been napped. Like a, a Doom players watching that trailer and going, "Oh, good, they got the genome stuff in there that we love <laughs> from the Doom game." Yeah. 
<laughs> no. Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was just like pointing at the screen. Yes. <laughs> My favorite. Like, it's just like, I love this part of the game. <laughs> so good. But do you, do you think, like, they, they sat down and were like, how do we get this soldier from being a plain soldier to being Doom Guy? And they kind of came up with all this kind of like stuff to get to that point of the film. Like, the super serum saves everything. Such a boring trope. Because I I don't like that. They they must have thought, like, you know, how do we get from here to there? So, Cole, you know, the Cole Urban character, is it John, I think, um, can start, like, we can then do this first person's perspective scene and pretend we're in a live action version of the game and all this kind of stuff, you know? I don't think they needed to do anything to get there. They could have just gone there. There's no reason why they just do it. Who cares? It's Doom. Like, just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you you spend, what, three quarters of the movie waiting for that moment, and it's like, really, like, and I actually, when that moment happened, I was like, so we sat through an hour and, what, 30 minutes to get to this point, and a lot of it, you just feel, well, that was just filler. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely true. Do that in the first half an hour. Don't let the audience waste an hour and a half of their lives to see a 20-minute payoff, and then I can, Ugh. I can, I can kind of see why they left it so late. You know, it was yeah. I think it it was the scene of the film in some ways, wasn't it? You know, we're we're going to do this in their heads. I think it was that, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's um, it. Me now, I mean, like everyone just switched off and they were like, oh shit, the film's done. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like when they when they first started producing this film, somebody somewhere was like, "But Doob's first person? Are we going to do a whole film in first person? Like, how do we adapt a first person shooter? Just film it like that. <laughs> Just film it like that." All I wanted for that scene was a little like Carl Urban head at the bottom of the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Like when I was watching this the other day, I sat there and I was just like. Oh my god! They they just called up that what heads up display um, vital monitor like health <laughs> monitor, and I was like, oh please show that, please have Rosamund Pike's character tap into like some sort of like health read up bar. Right? That works. And works. you've got the camera from whatever he's wearing or on the gun, and she's monitoring all his health. She's a fucking doctor. She should have access to that. That would make so much fucking sense. It didn't happen, and I was like, yeah, that just makes me sad that no one thought to do that. You could yeah. easily explain that away, and then you could have his head moving in different poses and getting blood over it. And <laughs> did you notice oh, as well when he when he looks in the mirror, um, the camera is only in one of his eyes? I can't say I know that. No, no. it's kind of I don't know. It just stuck out to me. It was kind of weird because like okay. he, he goes up close to the mirror, and obviously you're in first person. Mm. It's only one of his eyes, I guess. Otherwise, it would be... He shoots the mirror, though, doesn't he? That's sort of later on, he thinks he sees someone, yeah, and he shoots yeah. the... He shoots the yeah. I don't know, just kind of weird. It, it was well done, though. It was, um, like, aside from the first-person sequence, there's nothing else in this film that really stands out as being, like, memorable in any way. Apart from the moment where they thought they were being clever by having a solitary confinement have a 90s PC... With electrified walls, and that was solitary, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, true. yeah. And then there was an old gaming PC just sat in this cubicle of electrified thing. I was like, "That's that's cool." And I, I guess the old gaming funny. PC, yeah. It's uh, oh and, yeah, uh, that's a callback to obviously the the original game Doom. Yeah, and then that was Doctor oh, Carmack just... at the beginning. 
Oh yeah, get it, get it. I, get I, I pointed it. at the screen in the cinema <laughs> when I said that. It's the first, yeah, the first like, line in the film. Doc, yeah, Doc Carmack. So it said it exceptionally loud. Carmack. And then they kind of look at the screen like, get it? <laughs> John, Car- like- I mean, Dr. Carmack. Yeah. It's like this This film should be paused for uh, awkward sitcom laughter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> they like, give a give a wink to the screen, as they say. <laughs> yeah, see, what, see what we did there? See what we did? Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Majority of the film is, is kind of, they, they kind of show as like a, a you know, creature film. They're all trying to find it. The creature's trying to find them and kill them. Like, how did they pull that off? Do you think they they did well with that? Was there was some good suspense in there, or was it all just like, meh, you know? not really? You knew yeah. which people were going to be picked off because they had the less lines, and the mm. rest had well, plot, yeah. the rest had plot armor. Yeah, I was I was trying to decide who was going to go first and mm. and and stuff. I I I, I was kind of right. I got, got them in the wrong order, but. Um, yeah, you can definitely tell, couldn't you? As as that kind of film, I mean, as an adult, obviously, it's, it wasn't that scary to me, but, you know, it it was fun, I guess, yeah. is, is probably the best way of describing that, that part of the film um, and then discovering the creatures and then them trying to kill them. Then there was that scene where, you know, they didn't realise they came back to life once mm. they died, you know, and... You had the soldier trying to headbutt the window. It was quite a cool scene, I thought. I quite enjoyed that. That was like some cool kind of like Event Horizon shit or some stuff. I like that. Yeah. Was yeah. Cool. I, was like, I was thinking of Event Horizon. This film needed yeah. more Event Horizon mm. stuff. A lot more Event Horizon. Like, not enough happens in this film. Too yeah. much of it is dark hallways and talking in dark hallways. Like, really that, tight shots of guys of in monster yeah. costumes because they can't like show too much because it looks so bad <laughs> yeah well except for the first yeah. person sequence where that one runs away from him and it just looks like a bloke running away down <laughs> yeah. the hallway and, and then we've got like a whole 10 minutes of this film devoted to a guy taking a crap well the, well, the pound shop Jan Nicholson guy in the toilet yeah <laughs> and i'm just like why why is this here why is this scene so long Cutting out the runtime, Chris. Cutting yeah. out the runtime. Like... That's a reference oh. to the 1998 game Goldeneye on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beg your pardon. Forgot to knock. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you know, and I think I was nearer to the end. We we kind of saw a creature that kind of reminded me of 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 a monster from the original game, and that was what ended up being Dexter Fletcher's character, Pinky, <laughs> and. Like I did quite enjoy that part as well, seeing that kind of dog-like creature. But he had the pinky wheelchair on the back, yeah, um, back wheels. I thought that was quite cool. I thought that was yeah. smart. The mm-hmm. pinky demon in the game has mechanical back legs, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it's a demon in the game. And why did Dexter Fletcher become that thing and not the same thing as everyone else? Yeah, that's true. Uh, because he's called Pinky, and he has to become the pink, the Pinky Demon, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> just, just trying to shoehorn a Doom reference in, I think. Yeah. Also, yeah. did anyone else find it very funny when Dexter Fletcher first turned turned up? Because his like wheelchair <laughs> lower half looks incredibly stupid. Yeah, yeah, and his accent is fucking shocking as well. And his accent is shocking. Uh, he's uh, underused in this film. But that's probably for the best because he's not given very good material anyway. <laughs> should, he have been, should he have been Doom Guy? I think it would have been a different film. <laughs> Extra <laughs> Fletcher as Doom Guy. I'd have watched it. There's something behind me, isn't there? 
Let's get all the press gang in there, you know, get rid of all the Marines. I <laughs> know, oh, I reckon you should do gang. like the proper Cockney, you know, that would be even better. Uh, proper Cockney Dexter. Yeah, that'd be all right. That'd be good. Yeah. I'll, oh, I'll take that. Well, what were the bad parts of the film for you guys then? <laughs> Have uh, we got enough time to go through it? This episode is in two parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the worst part is that it's not hell. I'm sorry. I'll keep mm-hmm. I, I, to keep going. Like Doom is such a simple but such a cool concept, which is a company on Mars accidentally opens up a mm-hmm. port, port, uh, portal so to simple. hell. So simple. It's so, it's so simple, and it's like the possibilities are endless because you could do anything because it's hell. Um, the demons coming out of hell. The only thing they want to do is fuck people up and fuck with you. And the amount of stuff that you could do with that as a con- as a concept is great and it would be way scarier as well like event horizon part of the reason it's scary is because it's hell right yeah they really they really hamstrung themselves with this film by not making it hell and instead they had to come up with some convoluted reason for it all i feel like it's still a product of that time in video games i feel like there's probably less so now because we've got so many like big massive like narrative games and writings got so much better but i think then they've still looked down on video games so they tried to overwrite it for a film adaptation trying to make it smarter but they made it way fucking dumber way dumber dumber. it's one of the things that like what was popular at the time spider-man was out what two three years before this genetically modified spider instead of radioactive let's base it in more reality to make it like no but the whole point was like we've all said it's a hell mouth mm-hmm. shit shit gets fucked up you don't have to explain it it's from hell or some dimension and that's why you know i think steve likes event horizon as well it wasn't afraid to fuck you up mm-hmm. and not have to justify itself or explain it yeah it's just like why they're doing this yeah because hell that's why yeah Scariest thing about that film still is that Paul Anderson made a good film. Like, it's like oh my <laughs> yeah. god, ah, turn it off, turn it off. Um, okay, then. Well, before we get into the cast section, then um, I, I just want a little shout out to say that I think the soundtrack they kind of nailed oh. nicely for the film. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I think the soundtrack terrible. I think it's it was. The worst it, it it kind of took me out of it. It was a soundtrack that didn't know what it need, wanted to be. No, One minute it's orchestral. Like... Next minute it's heavy metal. Next minute it's frantic noise. I, I, I don't know. The soundtrack confused the fuck out of me. Not going The lie. soundtrack also sounded really cheap. It sounded like an episode of television soundtrack. Like, just <laughs> generic. Just like really, really generic kind of... Sorry, yeah. Jason. I, 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 like, what, what, what did you like about the soundtrack? <laughs> I, think, I think where I based that comment from, I guess, probably was in the action scenes and they brought in a bit of heavy metal and then that just took me to i know like this film came out before doom to 2016 uh, but it kind of took me back to that game in some weird mm-hmm. way because of the metal soundtrack mm. that's throughout that game i guess and yeah. authentic, i thought like, that, that authentic, was i guess yeah i was like it needed more of that like real sludge metal like the the jet oh. music you get in the uh, doom 2016 mm-hmm. just really like aggressive industrial yeah, yeah. Imagine, like mick gordon doing the soundtrack for this that'd be great <laughs> Yeah, yes, but please. I mean, I, I do see your point as well because it's like it was nothing that was stand out. There was nothing that when I walked out 
finished the film and I thought that piece of music I heard during that part was amazing. I need to hear it again kind of thing. And I never thought mm. that, you know, yeah, it was very generic heavy rock music or it was very generic movie soundtrack, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, just, just on that basis of like, they just, they just managed to get that part of like putting heavy rock music in and the action scenes. It just seemed doom, a doom thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so. it? This is where, adaptations or films like we said about Howard the Duck a few weeks back where the soundtrack was so disjointed from what it was that the music really helps set that tone for the film you watch for something like Event Horizon or even Resident Evil the music sets you it puts you in a state of unease deliberately it makes you feel a bit creeped out and a bit weirded out but this music just it was just there I mean, it's like it's an action, like it's an action horror film, right? So you know, they're not going for that sort of vibe, I guess. I, I, I suppose the soundtrack is functional. It does sound like the soundtrack you'd get in a mm. in a Doom game. So in that sense, I suppose yeah. yes, they nailed that vibe. As a film, though, I was just like, this is very generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really serve. It was just serviceable, like incidental music. There was no. It was, it was just nothing to it. It was just background noise. It was ambience. It was yeah. someone. Some someone should recut this film and put the Mick Gordon sound soundtrack. Oh yeah, they, they probably already have. But this yeah. film, like like many films we watch, it just screams of let's go on to just story blocks and we need mm. music. <laughs> yeah, but even something like Resident Evil, which was obviously very similar, they did something interesting with the music there, where they got like Marilyn Manson to compose this really like industrial score. It wasn't Marilyn Manson's songs. He just composed an actual score. Mm. It was like it gave the film some kind of identity. It was still, eh, but it was something. It's a bit interesting, but this is just like it's just like stock library music. Really feels like they just got it off the shelf somewhere, like a BBC <laughs> record. <laughs> just it, 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 it did. <laughs> what occurred to me when I was watching it was when I I had. Again, the soundtrack, you're like, this kind of movie, it needs a John Carpenter scored music. Oh, yeah. Right? Could you just imagine that? Just that weird, uneasy synth, and it just goes with that. They they obviously were going for like a Total Recall-esque vibe Mm. with this film. Very industrial looking and futuristic and, well, on Mars, actually, yeah. But yeah, something akin to John Carpenter where he's just like uneasy. I don't know. It... They've done something so creative, but something other than a soundtrack that sounds like it came with the software they used to edit the film. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shit, man! Yeah. Like, oh, brilliant. Well, listener, why don't you enjoy some of this uh, generic BBC sounding <laughs> soundtrack? Please, please play the Red Dwarf soundtrack. Please play. <laughs> There's no kind of atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't with this film, uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why am I shitting on it now? I kind of like it enough. Yeah. We can like Chris. things and we can like things and rip it to shreds. It's fine. J- Jason's trying to do a transition. <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry, Jason. <laughs> Shocking. Well, you'll know what's coming up now. Listen to this nice piece of music as we transition into the cast.
Yeah, the cast of the film quite strong, I thought. Uh, looking out on paper, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, they, 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 there's some there's some well-known names in this, and uh, that's quite. I started to see how they were going to um, portray themselves in this film, and we'll start with Cole Urban himself, as he was deemed to be the lead actor in 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 this film, and yeah, I. Mm. Um, <laughs> Well, I'm not really sure what to say about him, so I'll, I'll come to you, Steve. And um, yeah, how did you think um, Carl did in in, in Doom? Uh, I like Carl Urban quite a lot, and he did okay in this. I guess he was pretty good, I suppose. I mean, you know, the material's trash. He delivers it pretty well and convincingly, and he is the lead of this film, right? But it doesn't feel like he's the lead, he's the lead of the film, and I Thank think you. That's... <laughs> you are you are supposed to think that the Rock is the lead of this yes. film, yeah. which is confirmed when the Rock, uh, well, you think he dies, and he basically looks straight down the camera lens and goes, "I'm not supposed to die." Before he dies, uh, he doesn't actually look at the camera, but he may as well have done. So it's kind of it's sort of a twist, but it's like incredibly half baked. But it's sort of a twist that Carl Urban's the main character, right? I don't know. It's very, it's very poorly handled. I mean, for me, when I watched it in the cinema, I thought it was a genuine like, misdirect by the filmmaker. I thought they were mm. doing this incredibly nuanced, you know, smart piece of storytelling <laughs> where it's like it's leading you to thinking, you know, you're going to follow, you know, to quote, you know, Jordan Peterson, the hero's journey of Sarge, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and then misdirect. <laughs> and yeah, I was fine with it. Like, I thought Carl Urban, definitely, like once you realised he was the lead and obviously everything leading up to the point, Carl Urban's always been an incredibly mm. like reliable hand. I've always liked him in everything I've ever watched him in. He's fantastic. I mean, yeah, shit, dread, say no more. And I felt like he brought a little bit of that to this, but he was obviously quite a sensitive character at the same time. What more can you say about Carl Urban? He's, he's fantastic. He is. He's very good. Yeah, he's the go-to action guy, and you know you're going to get a good performance out of him, aren't you? No exactly. matter what material gets given to him, he's always going to manage to pull it out of his ass, I guess. You know, and uh, you know, he even even portrays a good bones in Star Trek. You know, oh he's... yeah, that was it does. You got Carl yeah. Urban who has just literally done Lord of the Rings, and then this little-known Australian actor then just goes, and I was watching this film. And I was like, Carl Urban's supposed to be the lead. And I was like, where's this going? And like we said, it's like a deliberate thing. They cast The Rock, who looks just like the image that you see in the game. Mm. And you're thinking all the way through what's going on. And all of a sudden it kicks into gear. And like like we said earlier, why didn't that happen earlier in the film? They should have done... Have you guys seen Executive Decision where, you know... Well, a long time ago. Everyone's favourite, Steven, Steven Scowl. <laughs> and he gets killed off in the first 10 minutes of the, of the film. Oh, no. Right? It's like, and what it's a like, it would be for Steven yeah. Seagal to die. <laughs> yeah. And he's got like top top billing with Kurt Russell on the, on the thing. And he's like, oh, he's dead. But Carl Urban, I, like you guys have said, is just fantastic. It, you can give him a shopping list and that dude would put in a good performance. And like to think that. After two years later, he would be cast in Star Trek. The best, the best thing about those Star Trek movies was him, and he just did it so well. And it's just like, mm. mate, just and the boys. If anyone hasn't seen the boys, please watch. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, mm. uh, Carl Urban is so good that I don't even care that his accent in the boys is awful. I just <laughs> love to watch yeah. and listen to him in that show. Yeah, 
Yeah. That one's fucking diabolical. Diabolical. <laughs> when those guys, when he says, I'll, I'll say this so Jason doesn't kill me. So when he says the C word, then, uh, <gasps> thank you. you. know, he really. No, oh, there's a lot of emphasis, it. isn't yeah, there? Yeah. Like, really hangs on it. It's like, fuck yeah, I want to say that. <laughs> But moving moving to the Rock then, who played Sarge, and yet again, uh, good casting. Uh, he, I thought he kind of nailed the role yep. that he was paid to play. Yeah, the Rock is in a lot of garbage, but I really mm-hmm. like the Rock. I think the Rock yeah. is great. Yeah, I mean, I've never really been like a fan of his movie career. Like, I'm a wrestling fan. I've been hot and cold on the Rock, but. For this early on in his career, it's still my favourite performance of his. Like as Sarge, he's very commanding in a like a you know hurrah kind of way. Then when it starts to kind of turn, he is generally quite uncomfortable. That like when he's just talking about shooting everyone and killing all the kids and women and families and yeah. just you know, no discretion, no you know, just no you know discrimination, just kill everything that moves, everything mm-hmm. that breathes, and it's like. You really actually feel it. Oh, yeah. With the way he's exchanged with uh, the kid. And it's just like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. I was watching the train earlier and I forgot. It was like a generally well-performed scene. I was like, actually tense. So Yeah. When he's like, yeah. your orders were to clear that sector. Yeah. Yeah. Is it clear? It's like, actually yeah. being chewed yeah. out by your boss and your boss is yeah. going to kill you. It's fucking yeah. uncomfortable. And it was, the, the way you delivered that, it was that blind blind order following wasn't it you were told mm. to you're told to wipe them all out but you don't ask why or how mm-hmm. why are we doing this you just do it just I mean, don't ask questions go in do the job leave the character has semper fi tattooed on his back so yeah you know what he's about well what well, i think i might miss something when i watched the film like he where he kind of starts turning to like wanting to kill everybody because this was before he got attacked mm. and Correct. Bitten, wasn't it? Yeah, he's mm. just an asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of yeah. like a toe for grace in Predators kind of thing, where it's like he's a shit bag. You think he's all right, and then he kind of shows his true colors, and he's in mm-hmm. an environment where you know the worst comes out. But the extra genome, if you're inherently evil, it turns you into a monster. <laughs> so they had to demonstrate. Yeah, so they had to demonstrate that 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 Dwayne the Rock Johnson was inherently bad. So yeah. that when he got infected, he'd become a monster. It was badly done. Yeah. It was very badly done. But then if you if you backtrack to the moment where one of the first of the team to be infected still is self aware of what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. And he kills himself before he turns out of, but, like, like I guess it's mercy for himself and other people. Yeah, um, well, he's I, he's mega religious, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess he, he was being very... He's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I guess he was protecting other people because he's a super Jesus man. I don't Put know. the Lord's name in vain and carved a crucifix into his arm. Whereas Dexter Fletcher's pinky was just an all-out murder machine on wheels. And... Um, <laughs> His character wasn't like that. He was just a pen pushing button. Yeah, pushing. so I mean, they're so confused. It, he wasn't it, it a bad just, person. It was. It just doesn't make any sense. There should be placid monsters smoking joints and playing cards in the corners and like gremlins. <laughs> yeah, some of them are chill. Like gremlins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like Pinky on the talk show. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Great. Hey, hey, rock, rock. There's gremlins. There's gremlins in the ark. <laughs> hey, gremlins. <laughs> you get out of there. <laughs> oh man, it'd be great. 
Oh, shit. Before the film ends, it should like the film should burn up, and then Hulk Hogan <laughs> yep. should stand up in the cinema. That's what. Then, it, but the Rock should be. Yeah, yeah, we're getting off track. We got away from us then. Um, sorry. Yeah, it's one rather, of those. Don't worry. That would rather yeah. reference Gremlins. I would love to like, Gremlins two version yeah. of Doom. Yeah, because like throughout most of the film, like uh, Sarge. He seemed to be, he come across as kind of like, I quite liked Sarge. I thought he was like quite on it. You know, he seemed to have more rules. Like, I don't know, like he seemed to care for the for his team and he was pissed yeah. when someone got killed or someone was injured and he seemed to be able to do his job well. Hmm. And then all of a sudden it just turns into some kind of like maniac who wants to kill everybody well, to make you know a, he weird. thinks he's protecting earth right like the turn is when he's informed that not everybody is infected and he says no fuck it i'm killing everyone anyway right because before that he thinks that everybody who's gone through the arc is infected and he thinks he's protecting earth and in that sense he's just making the tough choices They've all got to go, you know, for like the good of the planet. So up to that point, you know, it's it's not okay, obviously. It's not the call I'd make, but it's when he gets told that if you're a good person, you don't become a, a demon. And he's like, no, fuck them. They're all, they're all dying. It's, 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 it's badly executed is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you, if you're adapting this, right, my call probably would have been, this treat this as a prequel. How did Doom become what it was? How about this Hellmouth, whatever they open, is then directly connected to Earth, leading to the sequel tease? Mm. Earth yeah. versus whatever well, hell is coming down. Doom but two takes place on Earth, so that would have that would have been uh, yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. Not that they'd ever make a Doom 2. No, no, it wouldn't happen. I don't think it did even make its budget back, this movie. But, um, and I guess the only thing I want to say about The Rock was, like, when I saw him for the first time, I was like, fucking hell, he looked young. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know. Slim and squeaky. And Carl yeah. Urban as well. He's a baby in this film. Yeah. And it's and it's because it came out 17 years ago. That's Jesus. nuts. All right, Steve. Fucking Jesus yeah. Christ. And some motherfuckers are on Carl Urban, must say. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bastard. Um, <laughs> Wood. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, we've talked about Dexter Fletcher quite a lot, really. Um, so I guess the only person really from the main cast is Rosamund and Pike, who played Samantha Grimm. And she's she's great in everything when she ever she turns up. Yeah. And is she yeah. great in Doom, Chris? She she's good with what she's given, which is the only female character in the entire movie that has to deliver science babble. And yeah, she's just there for flirting with one of the guys and you know, sibling rivalry and sibling past and stuff and yeah i mean she does a good job i think she kind of starts to find her feet later in the film because early mm. on she's very much like she's very much like miss exposition mm. kind of almost sounds like miss adr as well a lot of her dialogues <laughs> sound like it was like oh, yeah recorded in another room somewhere it was so weird i'm glad yeah. you said that because we both watched this the other night and i kept saying is the audio off to you <laughs> did anyone else notice that her, Don't, yes. The rest of the film was fine. It was just her. It was just... 
I noticed it with a couple of scenes in the film. I'm like, what the fuck? I had to stop casting to my... my, Just wouldn't... It just didn't look like it was syncing up properly. Mm. I was just going to say, like, after that early part, I think when she gets to the midway point in a bit, when they're doing, like, the... uh, what do you call it? Like the autopsy on the one like demon and her like whole exchange with uh forget what the name of the guy is now. Um but they actually have nice little chemistry, I thought. You know, yeah. he's kind of been a bit mm-hmm. of a creeper around early on. Thought, oh no, it's one of these like roles. Oh, she's gonna be just this like object of like lust and I thought that's a bit shit. But they kind of had a nice bit of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a char- she's a character who can handle that kind of creep. Yeah, she seemed guy when he got killed as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. They would have been happy together, maybe. That's what it takes an actress to have such an almost an empty part and make it feel like it isn't as empty as the script makes it out. Mm. That's, yes. that's kind of the feeling I got from it. Like, if you read the script, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? But then you have an actor that can deliver it in a very convincing, strong way. Yeah. It was a shame she didn't pick up a gun and start shooting something. I would like to have seen yeah, that. Yeah, that would be sweet. We weren't ready for that in 2005, apparently. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's woke, Jason. So <laughs> my woke dude. <laughs> well, I don't know. It would have been quite cool. I just thought, but you know, it would have been cool. Yeah, mm. she's like she's super capable mm-hmm. character, but then once the guy starts banging his head on the window, she just starts screaming. That was like, weird. Every other, screaming, like, every, every other woman in a film before this time, yeah. like it's yeah. so they, she couldn't have picked up a gun and shot anything because the film she... wouldn't let her. Especially didn't fall over. But again, what doesn't make sense is like 2005. We'd had many films at that point with strong female leads and strong female characters in them. Well, you just look at like Resident Evil, I guess. Yeah, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. But that's that film's thing, though. Yeah, that's what that film is doing. And unless your film is doing that, then yeah, I suppose it's just not believable to have the lady scientist do anything other than be super smart. She 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 did a great job. So um, anybody else from the cast that you guys want to bring up before we move on? I just want to say, I know we went over Dexter Fletcher, but I just want to ask, what the fuck is he doing in this film? <laughs> Why is Dexter Fletcher in this yeah. film? Don't like, know. How did that it happen? Like, it's not like it's even like a games master thing because he was not actually a gamer ever. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to be the Doom movie because I love Doom. It's like, no, you don't give a fuck about games, mate. You're an imposter. It's super weird. Right, what, you know, what, he, yeah. What has he? What had, do you know? What he had done before this film? Had he? Had he been um, in anything? He he did a film with oh, what was it? Charlie Cox and um, Claire Danes. It was a Stardust based on Neil Gaiman's book. He was one of the right. the lightning pirates that collected lightning. Right. Okay. And he was one of the Robert De Niro's captain's crew. But other than that. I'm guessing was that before or after? I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, because I'm I'm just thinking like you know maybe he saw this as a way in to getting himself a bit more well known in the Hollywood circle. Dexter Fletcher was a known quantity at this point. I think he was a he. I mean, he wasn't a superstar, but he was a he was a known guy. Like he'd been in stuff for sure. Yeah, Stardust was two years after this, so no, right. I don't know how he got from <laughs> press gang and games master to this. <laughs> like he was in Layer Cake. Um, mm. He started off in yeah. Him Alone. He was like a child. Yeah, he was. Just, yeah, uh, a child actor. Jeez, no way. I've never heard he was in Him Alone. Hey, shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He's got like Dexter Fletcher's got an in- got mm. an interesting story actually, where he was like started acting too young, and it kind of fucked him up, and that's why he wasn't in films for quite a long time. And uh... now he's come back, obviously as a 
more of a behind the scenes guy. Gotcha. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that he's in this. It really yeah. sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. But it was still quite cool to see him. Oh yeah, for sure. In this as well, it, it, kind of a weird like mismatch, I guess. Only person for me for better and or mainly worse is uh, Richard Brake, who plays uh, Portman. Like the basically, if you ordered Jack Nicholson from Wish, that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just is like odd. I I don't know what he's trying to do. Like there's bits where it's like oh, it kind of works. It's a bit skeezy and slimy, and then it's just kind of a bit like. I don't know. He stuck out to me, and I can't say it was necessarily for a good reason, but he's probably the only other person outside of the main players that had like something going on. Yeah. So yeah. I'll give him that. Turns out he's Welsh as well. That's weird. So oh, that guy's yeah. Welsh. He's Welsh, wow. yeah. Bloody hell. Oh, boy, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He had that really creepy, like, Willem Dafoe teeth smile as he well. He did. Like, he did. I was like, uh, yeah, you've got the face of a bad guy. Sorry. <laughs> mm. I, I kind of had him. I had him labelled as one of the first to go, and I was completely wrong on that one. I, I'm not sure what he's doing in that squad. He seems no idea. like a massive liability to me, but yeah, we it's... don't know a lot about that squad, so no. who knows? Just creeping on the ladies, like assuming ladies are gonna do strip yeah. searches. Yeah, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, how are you? <laughs> you shouldn't be <laughs> in this <laughs> job. You're unprofessional. Like, it's literally like, like no. I... I actually turned around to my wife the other day and said, well, that's aged like milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. In fact, there are parts of this film, like the other character as well, who's letting on the doctor as well. It's mm. like, it's unnecessary. And then there's also that demon that they fight, not demon, sorry, the monster who's yeah. topless. And so her boobs yeah. are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not a fan. Not, yeah. not a fan of, of, of the weird lechiness. Okay. There's not a lot of it, but it's definitely in there. Very 2005. Very yeah, 2005. It's, yeah. it's like a checklist. We need um we need an F bomb, we need a tit shot, we need an oh, R yeah. shot, and they're checking it off. But it un, it really awkwardly lingered on her form from like it did. why like why? Like she's cutting on herself. Was, like no. okay. Yeah, right. It, it's it, it, it was it was gross and weird. Yeah, it was a commentary on the objectification of women. That you know, as male figures you know, in society, we must do better. So, yeah, I think yeah, this film had a lot to say. I think it was quite brave in its messaging. So, a- example, <laughs> example one: City Hunter. Oh, don't don't <laughs> don't even bring that name up in this podcast ever again, Chris. Spoilers: Doom was better. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Miles better. It's got demons in it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> Zombies. <laughs> Just genetically engineered demons. Yeah. There was um, that character you brought up, Rich, as well. Like he was like, you know, he had some drugs on him in his pocket. Mm. That the, the young soldier asked him for some, and then I didn't really see any kind of effect. On the, that young soldier, apart from his pupils being dilated, he, he talks a lot. Chatty, yeah, yeah, he talked family or something. I was like, "Oh no, drugs!" <laughs> like, he's just like yeah. making conversation. How dare! So you? yeah, because humans don't get really chatty and nervous when they're know, nervous. Yeah. You know, yeah. it didn't really go anywhere, did it? So no, much no. So when I was watching the film and he was being chatty, I thought it was because he was nervous, not because of the drugs in the previous Same. scene. I forgot Same. about the drugs. I was like, <laughs> so it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Filmmakers were like, just in case you forgot, let's have a close up with the gun light in his eyes. Yeah. And actually say, Are you high right now? 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Didn't need to be there. Just nervous <laughs> chatter. Move on. It, it's incredibly half-baked. And that's a, a lot of this film is just really half-baked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What was the name of the character? There's that guy called Mac, whose name mm. was actually really long, so he called himself Mac. He seemed cool, though, and he dies in a really lame... Did he really... die? I don't remember yeah, him dying. he gets his head, like, slapped off. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just kind of like, yeah. His claw comes out of nowhere. There's, like, very clearly a fake rubber hand, and it just slaps, <laughs> it just slaps his head off. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame. He seemed cool. Okay, well, shall we have some more generic terrible stock music soundtrack from the film yeah okay as we transition into our favorite moments of the film my head i'm thinking the favorite moment was the first person bit yeah i don't I mean, know there, yeah, there I, is there, there is no other moment in this film like we have to pick that because there isn't mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. yep agreed 100%. okay so well, let's talk let's talk about that scene in particular then a little bit more than we have then and like from from my perspective i was it was it was a nice surprise because this obviously this being the first time i've seen the film and the way that the film had gone, I kind of wasn't expecting any kind of really big, mm. any more big kind of references towards the game. You know, we'd we'd have some, we've had the BFG and all that kind of stuff. And then, the you know, uh, John, he, he got injected with the super serum and there was, you know, he, he kind of comes up and there was a bit of a difference between how they filmed this section. Look, obviously, not just from the perspective, I don't know, it just seemed a bit different to me. But then we go into first person mode, and I was like, "Oh shit, we're actually going to do this." And for for most of it, I thought they pulled it off quite well. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was really well, good fun. I really enjoyed watching what was happening on the screen and and stuff. In some places, I felt it if it, it seemed a bit like I don't know, like I was watching someone play a VR game. Yeah, if only it was going to like a weird little haunted house thing, like we see like, the it, body yeah. hanging from the ceiling with a mm-hmm. mouse on its face. Yeah. And it's like, it's like <laughs> yeah. it seemed like it was like little walking haunted houses. It was like just but yeah. Was, was this released in three D as well? Because it seemed nah. like no, no. This was before three D, wasn't it? It seems uh, better times. I felt like it was shot to be deliberately like you know 3d-esque like you would think i was wondering yeah. the same thing yeah. actually because there was a bit a bit later when a bit of rebar goes through his yeah. hand and it comes towards the camera i was wondering if it was shot in 3d as huh. well but yeah mm. but um yeah i loved it when the chainsaw came in i was like yes like the, yeah. the, the chainsaw but then it kind of went away and then it came, and i was like oh, i'm a bit disappointed he didn't actually have the chainsaw and use it against a, a, an enemy and then it came back and he actually grabbed hold of the chainsaw and, was like, and all this happened. and i was like yeah this is good this is my favorite part of the film mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving this i was quite sad it ended kind of jealous actually of you that you uh got to kind of go into that not not prepared and because i i'm pretty sure when i saw it in the cinema you know it was obviously earlier day of the internet i don't think i was spoiled so I, I definitely knew that that was coming as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because when I when I read about it, it was like widely mocked as a ridiculous idea. Um, but actually, it's the best bit of the film. 
Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. See, I knew it was coming because I think I'd seen a clip on probably YouTube um, of that scene. But again, like we said at the top of the show, they could have handled it so as awesome as it was and very CG kind of uh, fakey looking. It did look more CG than anything else, I won't lie. Like proper, proper video game cutscene, but mm. that kind of works in its favour these days. Um, <laughs> as awesome as it was, and I loved it, they should have had verbatim him go through a different part of the facility that was the map from one of the Doom games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The little lift, and, little lift yeah, things as well. And traverse that, traverse that game, and then you open up, and you've got this massive like in open courtyard thing. And But if they had done the same thing, but had someone monitoring all of their vitals mm-hmm. on gun cams, you could have... sick. Yeah, it would have been awesome. You cover two... two or three points with a few shots of them monitoring their progress through this thing. As cool as that first-person shooting moment was, they could have made it more mm. narratively yeah. work. And they could have made it so that whenever he takes damage, he goes, ooh. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? They came up with this really convoluted reason that you could see in first-person but they could have just done it as like a body camera. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what doesn't make sense. Like for the whole film, you've gone from like, you know, fixed camera points and steady cam shots. So then all of a sudden you're in his head. But, but why? It, it, yeah. It's, it, it's the best bit of the film, yeah. but it makes no fucking sense yeah. at all. Which it, is... It's like you're reading a book and then the, and then the author changes tense <laughs> for a few chapters. It's like that, right? So like, wait, we're seeing through his eyes now. Like it makes no sense. It's whatsoever. Like, I just, I just had visions of Eric Idle sitting in a dress. Hello. And welcome to the middle of the film. Yeah. Well, and it's just like, then all of a sudden it goes straight into his head to first person then comes out again to normal steady cam shots of him carrying his sister out and up the elevator shot whatever it's like just yeah it was like that scene was just kind of last minute thrown in there to but it would have made more sense to have it part of the actual structure of the film not just uh yeah just roll with it now we're doing this <laughs> I, I can't when i was this when i was like watching it i was kind of like squinting in a way or just trying to listen in really hard to see if they were kind of riffing on the did 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 there was nothing there i was hoping they were going to do like a little yeah but it's just yeah. the same generic soundtrack yeah shame yeah it was a shame but it's still i don't know still kind of worked in some it also like tonally it shifts as well yeah because you get guys just jumping out at him and going Whoa, before he shoots them. <laughs> it, it really, it really feels like a, like a ghost train or something. And there's and the that that guy, and then the guy who runs away. Yeah, um, just a middle-aged man just run, running around a corner. And then there's that guy who's wielding an axe, and he doesn't shoot the guy; he shoots the axe, and it snaps in half so that the axe lands in the zombie's head. Yeah. That's very house. It's of like the dead. slapstick comedy. It was very strange, but like that tone works. And if the, the whole film could have had that same kind of vibe, and it would have been way better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there was a, like one of the like really big, strong uh, monsters in this part that you know took quite a lot of bullets in the film mm. itself. But in this particular scene, I think it went down in one go. Oh yeah, yeah. 
The, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just, called now. Not the Cacodemon, is it? That's the little meatball. No, no, one, it's it? the. Oh, uh, what's it called? I want to call it the Vanguard, but that's not right. Yeah. Why oh, are the little meatball diet guys in this? That sucks. Yeah, and little I fly meatball. I, if I remember mm. rightly, Doug Jones was playing all of the demons in the costumes. All right. No way. Yeah, it was Doug Jones. Yeah. Jesus. All six, all six foot seven of him. Wow. No way. I did not know that. Hey, shit. That's so cool. Uh, the big um, monster is called the Hell Knight. Okay. Uh, but he's not from hell. He's, he's not from hell. No. It's a genome knight. It's a genome knight. Ah, DNA. The inherently Gen- evil genome knight. Look at also, my genes. Just, sorry to just go back. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Weird. That's what he should have had, Rich. They should have had these the, like scampering uh, demons wearing Levi's just, uh, <laughs> scam- <laughs> just scampering <laughs> off. It's a skinny fit. Bastards, yeah, just <laughs> and, and then they could have had a gnome wear, wearing jeans. Demon that ran away was wearing like skinny jeans, so he couldn't run away. Properly. <laughs> he was just struggling. He was wearing skinny jeans inside the suit. That's why he ran so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really like strange. That this film, <laughs> no. Imagine I'm sorry, listeners. So got Dwayne Rock Dibley and a demon in jeans. So. <laughs> the ghost together. brain is fully off the rails at this point. I, I don't recommend anybody watches Doom 2005, but do look up that scene on yeah. you, on you, on YouTube. Yeah. It's four or five minutes. Just go watch it. It's it's fun, and if that's what it's do. Yeah, if it's you want to cool. see that first person shooter in first in kind of um, reality, just watch it. It's fun. It's on big screen as well. Go me. Yeah, I was going to say. I think that scene must have been really cool in the cinema to see. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I popped for it when I saw it. I was like, hell yes, yeah. it's so cool. But yeah. <laughs> at the same time, I was kind of like, why is the gun not centered on the screen? Uh-huh. This, is not, this, is, this is not accurate. So the Doom IP. Yeah. As a fan, I, you know, take umbrage with this. Although, to be fair, Doom 3, gun was to the left or right, whatever. It's true, yeah. actually. Yeah. They, did, did they have the. Um, did he punch people with an idle hand? No. Um, no, he did. He did shoot a barrel though, which exploded and killed a monster. Yeah, that's very, very yes. Doom. Because that there's been cool. many of many times I was playing Doom and I had no ammo and all I had was uh, punching. That's, that's all I had, just that. And I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew it. You knew it when you was in that. When you was uh, did he have a knuckle duster on him? Probably did. Yeah, yeah, he was wearing like a ring, ring that had a spy that yeah. had a spike on it. I think. You do fuck shit up with that. It's pretty good. You but... do, yeah. You do. I guess the only feel, uh, other scene then that kind of sticks in my brain a, a bit, I think, is when that Marine gets pushed into the electrified uh, mm. cell and then he's just having like this fist fight with this Oh, yeah. Monster. Yeah, that was brutal. That, yeah. And I thought that was really well well played scene and mm. it was actually quite good fun to you know this guy was this marine guy was just literally like taking no shit from this demon and like he was, he was like nearly like level with with this with this monster for quite some time and i quite liked how he kind of pinned him against the the wall that was electrified and and he was trying to get out of the chain but obviously it was it was never going to happen but yeah no i i thought that scene itself was was pretty good fun as well 
Yeah, when he pulls him back down as well, when he thinks he's he's got away and just yoinks the chain, I was like, oh shit, that's a good. So. Yeah, there's like one or two death fake outs in that, and you're like, oh, he's fucked, and then he's still going. Oh my god, he's still on. Okay. I think what else in that scene as well? I think that's the one where uh, where he grabs the monitor from the from the old school PC. <laughs> that was so oh, just <laughs> swings it around and then whacks oh, yeah. in the head yeah. with it. Yeah. Swings it <laughs> like, like a hammer throw. It's like oh. <laughs> Those uh, CRTs are heavy, man. I was going to say, yeah, to be fair, that probably did really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fuck the BFG. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think those two scenes on its own just kind of stood out big time for me more more than most of the other films. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful that those were, were there just, just yeah. for the memories. Just for the uh, memes. Someone, memories. Some, someone, <laughs> someone mentioned the, B, the BFG. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do we think that was handled? I I, I think it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, very bad. Uh... I, the Rock goes back for the BFG, and then says "big fucking gun" because <laughs> okay, we have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know what that gun does. He's nope. got no idea whether that's a good gun or not. It's just yeah. he just goes back for it because it's big. Mm-hmm. And they're in like uh, presumably a like a vacuum atmosphere facility on mars and then he just shoots it without knowing what it's going to do a wall <laughs> at a wall yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I, and when they said oh we're going to the armory i was like hell yeah like three of them are going to go to the armory and they're all going to pick up all these different fucking guns and hand them out and then we're going to have this major like shoot out all the guns from it with from the games but nope just one yeah he just comes back with that he one goes gun. on his own comes back with a gun what about the these rock? guys you're Didn't gonna you... leave your your guys with like projectile bullet guns against these fuckers? Why you get that? Okay. Yeah. It's like you brought back ammo for us all, right? The rock. Yeah. Like, no, I just brought <laughs> I just brought this one gun. Oh right. What does it do? I don't know. Yeah, what what dick? No. We do get the chain gun in this film, which pisses me off. That's my favourite. No. Yeah. But so one of them did have a chain gun, didn't they? One they? of them did have a chain gun, yes. Uh, yeah, but they just no. didn't use it properly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, didn't use it I think enough. they used it to prop up one of the scene-in No, no, I think to... there, is a, there is a scene where they're shooting a, lots of zombies with, with the oh, chain okay. gun, but it's not in it very much. Mm, I don't agree yeah. with that. I don't like that at all. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I would probably like to have seen a part of the first person scene with the BFG. Like, you know, walks, walks around a corner and like... That's what I was like, expecting, yeah. Um, he runs around a corner into his big room and there's like just a shitload of like, I don't know, whatever, zombies. We can't even like properly label what the enemies are. There are zombies, are zombies demons, right? monsters, whatever they are. Mm. He turns around the corner. There's a big room just full to the brim of these creatures. And like it just changes gun in the first person's perspective to the BFG and just goes, Poom, and then yeah. just wipes them all out. Mm-hmm. That would have just been worth having the BFG just for that moment. Yep, we yeah. we was robbed. We was we all robbed. robbed. Yeah. 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 The time you see it as well, like he's all about. I've got one round left, and he fires the worst shot at Well He fires it like three times in the film, and he misses twice. Yeah, the best weapon. Right? <laughs> it's frustrating in a way as well because the BFG did look pretty amazing in the film. Yeah. yeah they, mm-hmm. Uh, a, a great job of of replicating it into into a real life gun, and it yeah. looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Right? Apparently, they built two for the production, and Dwayne Johnson owns both of them. <laughs> of course, really? he does, so that he can remember his time in the film well, Doom. <laughs> well, they must have had fun on set. 
Does yeah. he own all of I his hope, hope so. all of his uh, captain's uniforms from the time he's gone into the jungle on a boat? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh shit! <clears throat> well, he still owns the uh, the two by four from uh, Walking Tall. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that film in years. Good film. Okay, well, I think all that's left to do, guys, is just give our verdicts and scores and get this film on nice. our boards. Um, so, um, as Rich seems to be struggling a little bit there, I think we should go to him first. Oh, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, this is a tough one. Um, because I certainly don't feel like I despise this film. I Anything bad I say about it, I feel like I say it with real kind of weird affection. Because it, it doesn't... I never felt insulted by this film. I just was like, this is kind of shit, but I'm having fun. And I mm. think that's kind of a good time, all in all. So oh, I'm going to give this film a 6.8. So kind of like, don't want to be generous, but I don't want to be cruel. Uh, yeah, like Rich, I had some, it was just silly fun, wacky fun. Don't take it seriously. Take it for what it is. And I was on, yeah, about a six. I'm going to give it because it was just, it wasn't bad. Like visually, well, it was. Sorry, my, my brain's mince, lads. Um, <laughs> like, you've watched it was just, that's why. Yeah, it was, it was just silly, wacky fun and didn't pretend to be anything it wasn't. Like, it was just decent fun to just ignore life for two hours and wonder what the fuck the set designers were thinking but <laughs> <laughs> and the script writers and the, the actors and every, and... <laughs> everything yeah yeah the, the whole the team took a week. yeah the whole team took a month off during principal photography just... <laughs> yeah okay. i'm gonna give it a six just just for sheer um action and pacing and just visual fun it's all right yeah, five and a half. No, six. Let's go for six. six. What did I give An- Anaconda? Can you remember? Because I can't. Uh, ah, let's just go for six. Six something, wasn't it? I think it was six something. Let's go. Let's go for a six. Because six, six, six is the number of the beast. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just six now. Ruined it. Oh. We should all have given it a six. That's an error we just made. It's a reference to genomes. <laughs> I, I, so it, not unlike Anaconda I think this film's better than Ana, 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 Anaconda oh, I yeah. wish I could remember what I gave that because I might be uh, um, going against myself here um, if I gave that film a higher score but I uh, I had a good time but it's a bad film uh, so a 6 feels about right for me it's a 7.1 
<laughs> just because I want to well, put I think one you're in quite there. High. Shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Point I three think, points more than mine. And the reasons, I guess, is because I think it being a, an adaption of a video game played heavily against it. Because I think going from the conversation we've had about this film on on the podcast. I think most of the negatives have come from the fact that they kind of just fucked that up. Mm. They fucked up with that game adaption to the film. And then, so when you look at Doom as just a film, it's, like we said, a, it's, a, it's a good, fun time. And I think if we didn't walk in expecting to see loads of references from the video game, I think we would have had a very different opinion about a lot of it. And... I guess going in with a little bit of an open mind this today when I watched it for the first time, um, although I was disappointed that they kind of mucked all that kind of stuff up, um, there, there was still a fun movie behind it. It's not the strongest movie. It's not mm. the, the best movie in this kind of genre that I've ever seen, but it was still there were still no points throughout the film that I was bored. There was mm-hmm. no points throughout the film where, you know, you're checking your phone or starting to, you know, like I was in Anaconda when I was going, oh, I'd like to be on that boat. <laughs> um, you know, I never had that kind of moment during, uh, watching this film, and, mm. and I think, and I think that reflects in in the score mm. I gave it. it. It was it was a fun, it was fun, and mm-hmm. it was good. And the the the, part, the parts that they did get right were were pull, pulled off well. And I don't think there was any shoddy acting. I don't, you know, I don't think, you know, there were strong performances throughout the film as well. So. All that together, I think a 7.1 is quite fair from me. So um, put all them together, it gives it a nice 25.9 total score. Sounds really low, but I'm sure it isn't. Um, no. You know, and if I was uh, the professional kind of host of the podcast, I would have put the Anaconda and Lake Placid scores on my spreadsheet, so then I would know where it goes. <laughs> but I am a hack, as we all know. <laughs> Um, and I hadn't done that, so... That's right, Jason. Um, you must work harder for this. I know, right? You must do more for this podcast. <laughs> but I think, from memory, Lake Placid came above weird science and below speed, and Anaconda came in just above How the Duck and weird science, in between weird science and How the Duck. Okay. Um, and they're, so with 25.9... That means that it comes in under weird science, but above Anaconda. I think that's. I think that that's sounds about fair. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds about right. Beautiful. Sounds about right. This is a scientific process that we're doing here. Absolutely. That is the objectively correct place for that film. Yep. Mm. Just no weird tongue shooting out of our mouths to try yeah, and. So uh... It's a genetically modified <laughs> scoring system. It's fine. Yeah. You know. Do- Ten percent of the human genome has not yet been mapped. Some say <laughs> no. that's where the soul is kept. <laughs> well, I think we've managed to survive and escape the hells of Mars, and I'm glad to see the majority of our listeners have managed to do the same. As we heal, we just want to say thank you to you all for coming on this journey with us, and if you've had an unforgettable time listening to us, 
and would like to show your support monetarily, then you can do just that by going to our coffee page and choosing how much you would like to send starting from a single pound. If that's not right for you and you need all your money for private health care for all those broken bones, then please consider giving us a review or rating for the podcast on your preferred podcast platform from the comfort of your hospital bed. If you would like to share your war stories with other like-minded people or just want to chat retro and current pop culture, then come and say hello in our Discord server. It's the place to come if you would like to be a part of the show too by sending us your comments. You can find links in the show description for all of these or on our website at thewolfypod.com. And while you're there, you can discover entire back catalogue of episodes, articles and much more. But as we wave goodbye to the hellhole that is Mars, it's time for all of us to say goodbye. Semper motherfucker. Farewell, guys. Yeah, I would uh, end with a Doom quote as well, but there aren't any more. That was it. That was the one. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. My name has been Jason, and you've been listening to What's Wrong With Wolfie, a retro podcast to the max. Take care. We'll see you next time. Barking.